Well, hello and welcome to the CDO interview series. My name is PJ Widener, and I am the district manager for Pure Storage, responsible for our sales teams in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, and West Virginia. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Wendy Erickson, Vice President of Data and Analytics at The Wendy's Company. Prior to working at Wendy's, she served as a senior data analyst and innovation at Walmart for 13 years. Please join me in welcoming Wendy Erickson. Wendy, welcome to the program. Thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, your background, Wendy. But before I before I get into that, I did have to ask you, like, did you change your name like to Wendy just to get the job at Wendy's? I'm just curious. I had to ask. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, well, I'd love to say that they actually named the restaurants after me, but Wendy started in 1969. That's a little before my time. So I can't claim that one. Um, no, it was really just, I think it was fate, right? Given the the, the convenience of the two names and the, the tie there. Um, but I was attracted to the brand, the strength of the brand, the culture of the company and the quality of the food that they serve. So and it makes my job easier remembering where I work each day. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, talk a little bit about your career journey. I know you came from Walmart. Uh, just mm -hmm. give us a little bit about uh, background from your career. Sure, sure. Um, my journey has been one basically of intention mixed with some perfect timing and luck. Um, I've been privileged enough to work for multiple Fortune 500 companies throughout my career. Uh, because of that, I would say that I've learned from the best leaders on what to do and the worst leaders on what not to do as well. Mm. Uh, I actually started my journey as a hands-on technical uh, developer and uh, had get, been given many different opportunities throughout my career to continue to advance and grow my capabilities. So I've had roles that have leveraged my technical background, as well as roles that have just strictly relied upon my leadership ability um, yeah. from leading an HR transformation, one of the world's largest HR transformations to starting a data, data science and innovation organization. Um, that team grew to 300 people, but started as a party of one. So it was a pencil and a piece of paper from my boss. Um, That's it really cool. It's so fascinating to me how these two worlds often collide, right? When you talk about technology and you talk about leadership, and, you know, it's it's a very high demand to find somebody who has both those leadership, you know, attributes, as well as the kind of acumen to be able to kind of write the code and understand a little bit of the data. So that's yeah. fascinating. So my first question is really about, you know, when we go to Wendy's, most people listening to this have gone through the Wendy's drive through ordered your sandwich, right? And so what I'm curious about, is how is Wendy's leveraging all of that data, all of those analytics to improve the customer experience, both mm -hmm. now and then into the future? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Wendy's is planning either now or in the future to leverage analytics to enhance that customer experience in multiple different ways. Um, I can walk you through just a few of them here, but uh, first, predictive analytics. Uh, we use that to identify potential trade areas, sales trends, forecast customer demand, um, propensity to purchase different products and anticipate yeah. future possibilities. So this helps with optimizing things like relevant offers, promotions, staffing levels, inventory management, all to ensure that we've got the right products in the right locations. 
Um, we imagine also- balance is so delicate, right? Because you go, we've got to order enough food that we don't run out, right? But can't have too much f- food because now it's going to go bad. And, and if, if I'm not mistaken, it's always fresh, never oh. frozen. If I remember the commercials correctly, Wendy, right? <laughs> so that's got to be really tricky. Like, how do you do that? And do you ever run out of food? Um, occasionally there was a, we, we do occasionally, but we try our hardest not to let that happen. Um, there are times where we, we get it off just a little bit, like our, our demand for the strawberry frosties when they launched were much larger than anybody anticipated. So we had some supply chain issues with that, but, um, we're trying our hardest to use analytics and then machine learning. So we feed that back into the algorithm to make sure we get it for the next time. It's fascinating to me like every business is leveraging that today, right? There was an article written a couple of years ago talking about the being the data, being the new oil, right? It's so valuable for every single component of the business. So my next question is really about kind of data quality uh, and then kind of reducing those silos. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about that and kind of what initiatives you guys are doing that might help address those issues? Absolutely. So data quality, data governance is critical as part of our role. If the business doesn't trust the data, they're not going to use the data. So you've got to outline a a strong data quality and data governance program. And I I think those two come together. I think oftentimes they're considered separate. I think they need to be considered as one. You've got to govern the data. You've got to have the right people responsible for the data, making the right decisions on it. You also have to ensure the accuracy and completeness of the data so it gives the business the validity um, behind it to ensure that they can trust that data. Um, Data silos has been a problem for as long as I've been in technology, which has been a while now. Um, But, you know, we can consider implementing integrated data solutions. So how do we bring that data into a seamless integration um, so that they can see a single unified view of the data? but then also the self-services. Data silos happen because business partners can't get access to the data, so they copy that, or they don't trust it. So they copy the data down, they create their own versions of it, they create their own you know, pivot tables or yeah. scripts or whatever else, and they use that data. Um, if we can get them all to that single source of the truth where we're curating views for them and we know those curated views are governed and they've got the data quality metrics behind it, We can give them the metadata and the data lineage so they know where the data is coming from. They know this is a trusted source of that data. That's the power that they need to be able to trust it. If they have self-services, they don't actually need to copy that down and have their own views of data. Helps to helps to stop the, you know, well, my version of the data says this and your version says that. And then we start to distrust the data again. So self-services along with that integration of the data is critical in helping breaking down those silos. It's it's so fascinating to me. Every company we talk to has the same issues, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to do the same thing. It's just a matter of the differences of what you're selling, right? So my next question is something that I'm sure our listeners are talking about all the time. It's the hot topic. It's machine learning. It's artificial intelligence. You hear the buzzwords, chat TPT. And so what is Wendy's doing to kind of, how do you guys leverage those capabilities and kind of looking at what the store of the future might look like? 
Absolutely. So AI and ML are very hot topics. Chat GPT is on everybody's tagline these days, um, but they do play a key role in automating tasks, improving decision-making, um, enabling new products and services. So, uh, you know, Wendy's is looking to explore ways to leverage both technologies for things like improving data science models, data quality, speeding up analyst, uh, analytics as well. Um, particularly relevant to this is the new exciting announcement that we made with Google and our partnership. Um, we're expanding our partnership to include a voice AI drive-through pilot using their generative yeah. AI and large language model technology. So data underpins everything we're doing in that space, but that's one example of something exciting for the restaurant of the future that we're going to be deploying. What are some things that you're looking at with that particular model um, mm -hmm. I've read some articles recently where some other organizations have tried to do that and had a lot of problems with understanding people and getting orders wrong. And so I'm assuming you're going to put that through so some really hard rigors on some beta testing. But what, what things are you guys looking at on risks and how do you mitigate those? Um, probably the biggest risk there is, is the, the, everything at Wendy's can be customized. The number of ways that you can make a Dave single is nice. in the billions of numbers because <laughs> you can add different buns, different cheeses. Um, the, that's the biggest risk is to ensure we've got all of those options that can be understood as it relates to a Dave single. Um, understanding language is pretty simple. We've got that pretty down. Um, it can ask questions, it can make clarifying points. Uh, but really the the multitude of the customization of our menu is probably the biggest risk that we have. Okay, good to know. Um, talk to me a bit, you were talking about Google. Uh, yes. Talk to me a little bit about that vision. Like what is the strategy for partnering with Google What's the strategy, whether it be internal private cloud, external facing public clouds? Talk to me a little bit about your cloud journey and then yep. where you see that uh, having the ability to help Wendy's in the future. Absolutely. Um, I would describe our cloud journey as a multi-cloud um, hybrid model. I, I think most companies are probably in that same position today. Uh, we do have some capabilities that are on-prem as well. But we leverage cloud for most of the processing. So at Wendy's, we focus the decision on the ability to support activities like rapid deployment, um, processing capabilities, cost efficiency, simplicity, scalability. Those are the things that are important that we're able to um, support. So as I mentioned, we recently made that announcement with Google. We are heavily invested in that environment. So Google is one of our strong partners in the cloud environment. We have some products that run in other environments as well. So it's, we're not exclusively Google Cloud, um, but we do heavily leverage that and we um, help to develop a lot of that environment together. So speaking uh, of development, um, are you doing much of that on your own? Are you developing? I know a lot of organizations are moving to containerization. Um, are you doing anything in that space with Kubernetes? Yep, absolutely. We are. We do a little bit of both. So a lot of development on our own. Um, and then we uh, use solutions in other cases. But a lot of what we do today, especially in the digital space, is um, built internally. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, a lot of our customers kind of take this journey to the cloud. Mm -hmm. And some of them have, have 
thought, you know, when we talked to the CIO, they're like, the board is like, we're all in. We're going to be all in the cloud in two years. And then four years later, they go, well, we've got 15% of our environment in there. And it's five times more expensive than we thought. And they're going to charge us all these egress fees to come out of there. So I'm sure you've looked at all of those options, especially with your previous history. What are you guys doing to try to um, make that move very palatable? And, you know, what's your strategy for kind of getting out if you're too far in? Absolutely. Uh, There's a few things that we're doing. So we are going through a large um, tech remediation effort, which we continually doing. We most companies continually do. Um, The important thing with that is it needs to be a cloud native app. If we're considering moving it to the cloud, it needs to be cloud native or at least cloud capable. Um, It lift and shift of a, you know, something that's old and chatty isn't something that's really a workload that you want to put in the cloud unless you want to pay a lot of money for that. So um, the other things that we're doing is we're constantly evaluating cost drivers of our cloud. So um, we use tiered storage layers, you know, move off the older, less access data into cold storage. We've built a capability that monitors the cost. It makes it adhere to what our um, thresholds are. So like budget adherence or, capping overages, things of that need auto scaling. We ensure that tagging is done as well. Um, So we strongly govern our cloud environment. So we're able to, you know, identify and eliminate any inefficiencies. That's great. Well, as we wrap up our questions, my last question is, is taking out your crystal ball and looking into the future. And so what are some technologies and trends that you guys see are kind of the biggest game changers uh, both whether at Wendy's or just in general? Sure. Um, if I if I think across all of technology and I, and I try to look at it holistically, data tends to be something that's more holistic. It's not siloed. So as I look across it holistically, AI and ML are going to continue to change the way we work in a daily basis. That's going to continue to evolve to make things easier, um, to help improve decision-making, bring out new products and services, I also think um, IoT is going to continue to uh, expand rapidly. Our ability, if you think about the QSR industry, our ability to collect and exchange data from sensors in the restaurants is going to just be a game changer for us Mm -hmm. and for other companies as well. Um, The increase of available data from both a historical and a current perspective on those devices uh, will really enable new applications, um, things of that nature. 5G network. I hadn't really thought about that. So that that makes a lot of sense when I think about the restaurants and I think of, you know, from a supply chain standpoint, right? You mm-hmm. you could you could leverage those the IoT to go, okay, this is how many napkins we have here. We're getting low, right? And really anything that you incorporate with IoT, that's yeah, I can see how that would really benefit you guys. Maintenance of equipment is huge as well. A lot of the equipment, there aren't spare parts available. So it Mm. takes time to get the parts if something goes down. So maintaining, being able to alert prior to a failure will be absolutely something we'll be looking to do. And those are not inexpensive. No, (laughs) no, they're not. Well, that wraps up all of my questions. Wendy, I want to thank you again for taking time to join us today. Everybody else listening, if you'd like to see additional interviews with other IT executives, please visit cdomagazine.tech. Thank you very much. Thank you.